ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 196th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items. Also, in a few minutes, we will be joined by Jeremy Weiner from the Boston College Media Relations Department and former public relations coordinator with the Boston Brawlers football team. My highlight of the week was be was staying up late last night and being rewarded by watching the Houston Rockets' remarkable comeback to beat the L.A. Clippers. And trust me, I know NBA comebacks since I was uh, in attendance at the Boston Garden around the year 2000 as the Celtics came back from 20 down to beat the New Jersey Nets and Jason Kidd, uh, which at the time was the greatest comeback ever in the history of the NBA and is still uh, in the top three or four. But last night, was even wilder than that game for the simple reason it was an elimination game. So many elements to this game. Both the Clippers and the Rockets, they, you know, they've had their rocky history, shall we say, although all credit to the Rockets, they have won two NBA championships, but they had never won a game like last night in their history. And also, they were accused earlier in this series of basically uh, having no heart, which is the worst thing you can say about any athlete and or team. Josh Smith, who was basically sent packing out of town up in Detroit uh, after he left Atlanta and uh, was the man without a team and, of course, went to the Rockets and uh, he was just along with Corey Brewer raining threes in the fourth quarter. And speaking of that fourth quarter, they outscored the Clippers, get this, 40 to 15. From when they were down 19 points in the third quarter, they outscored them 49 to 15. It was just uh, incredible to watch. Along the way, they shot 64%. Uh, The Clippers were like 0 for 11 or 14, uh, you know, to end the game until just a very last second meaningless three by Chris Paul ended that ignominious stretch. Uh, And in fact, what's even more remarkable with all of this, the Rockets won going away. I mean, they won by whatever, eight or ten points. It wasn't like... uh, it was a last-second shot that was needed or whatever. They not only caught him, they caught him and then blew by him. So it was absolutely uh, one of the most interesting basketball games I've ever seen in my life, one of the greatest comebacks ever. It was just uh, incredible to watch. Dwight Howard, who has been under fire at times, played huge. And maybe then the most amazing part of it all, they did this all with bench players, meaning James Harden, the runner-up in the MVP, uh, the straw that stirs the drink throughout this season so far for the Houston Rockets was on the bench for all of this. And kudos to Kevin McHale whom I know well from having watched in the old Boston Garden, paired with Larry Bird and Robert Parrish to be uh, the original big three. And uh, McHale, uh, he kept Harden out of the game. He kept him on the bench. Tough thing to do. Uh, But it was 
easily the best coaching move of his career and maybe one of the best coaching moves of of all time. It is not an easy thing to do to just keep your, again, runner-up for the MVP award, who's had just a special year, to keep him on the bench while all of this is happening. Uh, it would be so tempting to just say, geez, if we're doing this without James, what would we do with James? But Mikhail, to his everlasting credit, never said that, explained it after the game and even quipped, uh, and he is a quipster, that, uh, you know, with all the rest he got, he'll be ready to rock and roll for Sunday. So it was just uh, really something to see. I was literally... Uh, Heading to bed with about right at the beginning of the fourth quarter and just took one last glance at the TV, saw they had closed it down to something that sounds like 11 maybe, the deficit. So I figured, well, I'll give it another minute or two. And again, boy, was I rewarded with what was just, again, one of the more interesting comebacks of all time uh, in the history of the NBA. And then lastly, uh, to watch the stunned Clippers crowd, keep in mind, the Clippers have never gotten to a conference final. This was an elimination game. They have a 3-2 lead. They win last night before their home crowd. They're going to the conference finals for the first time in franchise history, and we all know what their history's been like. Uh, So it was a classic Los Angeles crowd ready for a party that never happened. Uh, although it was, you know, seemingly already underway, uh, midway to late in the third quarter, it was a done deal. Reminded me a little bit of when, uh, the Celtics had a three, two lead over the Miami heat a few years back and, uh, came back to Boston for game six and the garden crowd. I was covering the whole series garden crowd was as ready for a party as I've ever seen a Boston sports audience, which is saying something. And that was the night that LeBron basically uh, took his career to the next level. Still maybe the greatest athletic performance I've ever seen. His numbers were whatever. 40 points, you know, 20 rebounds, dozen assists. Uh, One of the best games ever. The Heat, of course, went on to win game seven, the championship. We all know the rest of the story. The difference in that game versus this game two towns ready for a party was simply that LeBron took over that game from the opening tip last night was markedly different because of course, uh, they had such a big lead in the third quarter. Again, done deal. The party was on and the Houston Rockets showed they indeed have heart and a lot of it. Uh, and just cannot wait for game seven on Sunday. That is just going to be, uh, special. And speaking of special, the, you know, the NBA playoffs have just been unbelievable throughout, but what a week, what a week to say the least, uh, leading right into my bizarre story of the week, which was, you know, two bank shot buzzer beaters Friday and Saturday, first by Derek Rose Friday night, and then by Paul Pierce on Saturday for the Wizards, and then topped off on Sunday by LeBron James hitting a butter buzzer beater, although not a bank shot. So it was just uh, just an incredible weekend week, you know, leading into another incredible week. The games have been great, really compelling stuff. Uh, until last night, which leads into my low light of the week, which was. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, of all teams, quitting at home in the fourth quarter in an elimination game. This is a team that I think all of America has respected and admired for how they've you know, dealt with the last few years under Tom Thibodeau. Sounds like his days are numbered. And, you know, the way they've just... Remain competitive through grit, determination. Of course, the injuries to Derrick Rose have just been remarkable to watch. And to see them, again, of all teams, basically quit an elimination game at home was uh, just about as stunning on the the other end of the spectrum as watching the Rockets come back uh, 
for that historic victory was on their side of the spectrum. So now, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from outside the huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will be Jeremy Weiner from the Boston College Media Relations Department and former public relations coordinator of the Boston Brawlers football team. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 888 346 9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is Jeremy Weiner from the Boston College Media Relations Department and former public relations coordinator of the Boston Brawlers football team. And Jeremy, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, John. Thank you for joining us. You've been on the show before. You did a great job, so wanted to have you back for another visit, and uh it's perfect timing, great time, if not the best time of the sports calendar each Absolutely. year, uh, April and May, which I'm sure you're loving, right? Oh, yeah. I love it. Can't get enough. I really can't. I mean, to me, uh, you know, these past few weeks may be the, literally the best two weeks of the sports year, and the reason's pretty simple. Most nights of the past few weeks, we've had two or more NBA and NHL playoff games to choose from yep. every, pretty much every single night, and even more on weekends. Uh, so you, you know, there's just nothing like it. I, I, I just uh, can't get enough, and I'm almost, you know, uh, saddened that there are suddenly this week, you know, nights where there's no not a hockey game, or maybe there's only one game or whatever. So I know, I know, it's, it's too I, bad. And then, and then you have the summer. Where there's not really any playoff games, you just have to watch baseball. The, the long season of baseball. So, well, that's that it. In October, though. <laughs> that's it. That's why April and May are just so great. Obviously, they both spill into June, NBA and NHL nowadays. But uh, yeah, from you know, pretty much mid-April to mid-June, it's about as good as it gets. Uh, the flip side, of course, of lesser games is that the games we do get are obviously more meaningful. We're now into the you know conference semifinals and yep. some of the conference finals are already set but why don't we start uh with you know nba and just 
what I was talking about at the top of the show, uh, what a week. I mean, it just started with, uh, it really kicked off last Friday night with, you know, the buzzer beating get, uh, buzzer beating bank shot by Derek Rose, followed by the buzzer beating bank shot by Paul Pierce, followed by the yeah. buzzer beating bank shot or not bank shot, buzzer beating shot by LeBron James. And then we have Paul Pierce. Yeah, then we have Paul Pierce misses a wide open three that would have won a game. Then we have Paul Pierce, and we, you know, you and I know him well from Boston. And oh yeah, you know. oh yeah, he looks like he hasn't aged a bit. No, and he's still got some swagger. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. his line after the uh, impossible buzzer beating bank shot was uh, an instant classic. Now with yeah. you know. They asked if he called bank shot, and he said, no, I called game. And that leads right into my other, you know, uh, fantastic finish where, you know, the other night Pierce hit another three that looked a, clearly was appeared to be the game winner. He's yelling series at the Hawks bench as he runs on by. He knocks over yep. John Wall. Next thing we see, you know, Al Horford is just, basically clearing everybody out to get the offensive rebound and put it in with one second left to give the Hawks the victory. Yep. Amazing. Week. Yep. It, it, it's, I, I love playoff basketball. It's just so great. I, I just feel like every single game, uh, I, the final two minutes are the best part. It, it's, it's so crazy. It's so back and forth. A game can go either way. It's, it's just so exciting to watch. It really is. Uh, you know, and I think I might, you know, venture to say that the NBA maybe has never had another week quite like this one. And that's a pretty bold statement, but you know, again, right. Without even thinking about it, I can think of, you know, four buzzer beaters, you know, the two bank shots, LeBron, and then Al Horford, which, you know, even, you know, eclipsed what should have right. been a, ba a buzzer beater could have been a buzzer beater by Paul Pierce. So, you know, in, in a weird way, we almost had five in four games. Uh, there really is nothing like it, uh, but nothing I've seen. And then capped off by last night again, you, you know, all too, all too oh, man, often. That was unreal. It really was, Jeremy. You know, all too often I'll stay up late and uh, to watch some of these West Coast games. And, you know, I'm not rewarded. I'll, I, I need to only go back a couple nights to Golden State, you know, handling Memphis pretty easily, what have you. And But last night it was all worth it because that was one of the – most remarkable games I've ever seen in my life, uh, comebacks. And, and it was just so it's many elements to it. It, it. it just shows you so much about that team. Uh, you know, down in the series, and down so much in the game, to make a comeback like that and divorce another game and to live another day, that just says so much about a team. Changes everything. Absolutely. You know, and let's not forget, Jeremy, this, this was a team that, less than a week ago, was called a team with no heart. And I, I think basically because they had a couple bad games earlier in the series. And, uh, you know, right. I, I think everybody had pretty much written them off. I know I had. You, you know, it was just like it was a fait accompli that the Clippers are going to win. Right. And, you know, last night with, uh, you know, the Clippers history. We all know the Clippers history and... It reminded me so much of the LeBron James game a couple of years ago when he ruined uh, the Boston party in game six with the heat. Uh, oh, yeah. And, you know, what was weird, what was different and more spectacular about last night was that it was a, uh, you know, LeBron took that game over from the minute from the tip off. But last night, the party was on. The Clippers had that game in their pocket late in the third quarter, 19-point lead. And there was, our, like I said, the party was on L.A. style. And yep. to have them, you know, I didn't even... I, in the first segment, I gave all praise to the uh, Rockets, and deservedly so. But what I didn't focus on, really, uh, was you know, the Clippers' collapse. It was epic by any standard, to say the least. It was the perfect storm of the Rockets shooting 64%, including threes. Yep. And the Clippers completely collapsing. Not going to beat that. <laughs> I know. And Jeremy, uh, you know, there were four or five offensive possessions, you know, with 
two, three, two, three minutes, even a minute to go that the Clippers had that were as dysfunctional possessions as you would ever see. It was like they one in particular where they were treating the ball literally like a hot potato that no one would keep it for more than a split second before passing it like two feet to the guy next really? to him. Uh, you know, and none of this was near the basket. It was just, it was surreal to watch. Like I couldn't believe what I was seeing uh, from, from each team. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. It, it, it really was. It really was. And it, it's just like you said, there were just so many buzzer beaters. It, it, it kind of reminds you of March Madness a little bit, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely, which is the highest compliment you can pay it. Uh, it's exactly right. You, you know, I mean, again, all the buzzer beaters that we've already talked about and, you know, great, if not buzzer beaters, then great storylines. I mean, you know, we haven't even touched on the fact that, uh, you know, Golden State, the runaway best team of the year with the MVP, Steph Curry, uh, you know, they... They were facing serious adversity. They, I wouldn't call them. I wouldn't say they were looking dead in the water, but boy, it was looking pretty shaky for them. Down two one, in Memphis, and then they showed up big time uh, in Memphis to win that game, and then of course followed up with a victory out in uh, San Francisco. So yeah, it's just amazing. But just looking ahead, you know, we're now set up for a great weekend uh, starting tonight. Uh, but let's go right to. You know, Game Seven Sunday. What do you What do you think about Rockets Clippers? Oh, it, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of. Uh, I know it wasn't quite the same, but you know, in '04 when you know the Red Sox are storming back and you know they won they won four straight. Uh, I know again, I know it's not the same, but it's all about mem- momentum in, in series like these. I mean, the Rockets have all the momentum in the world. I mean, they were literally. They were about to lose this game until they went on a huge run, showed a lot of heart, and uh, I think this momentum is just, just going to carry over into Game 7. If you're the Clippers, I mean, you're kind of just shell-shocked. You don't even know what to do. It, it, it's like the, this game this game 7 shouldn't even be happening. It's like they, weren't, they aren't mentally prepared for a Game 7, I don't think, compared to the Rockets who are trying to scrape their way back in. So my money is definitely on Houston. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, Jeremy. Jeremy, and, and you know, good analysis. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, uh, you know, the Clippers just, I, I just can't imagine them getting it done. And, you know, and this is where I come to, you know, championship pedigree. You know, the Rockets have won two championships, period. And, you know, we, and, the Clippers just don't have that to fall back on. I mean, you know, they do have Doc Rivers. I mean, I've got to tell you, you know, and you and I, we can relate to so many of these players from Kevin McHale right through to Doc Rivers as coaches and, of course, some of the players as well. Uh, and, you know, I never thought I would see Doc Rivers presiding over a team the, that would collapse like that. We love Doc Rivers up here in Boston, you know? Oh, yeah, he's a great guy. He is. He, he's yeah, very endearing. I even I not only stayed up for the game, Jeremy. I actually stayed up for the press conferences. I simply had to see what you know Kevin McHale and Doc Rivers, especially Doc, wow. had to say. Wow. He was. Did, did they say anything good? He did. He was great. You know, he basically said about the only thing he can say, which is, you know, this game's over. There's nothing we can do about it. Oh, it's all about Sunday and how he, you know. I, I, if there's any coach on the planet that I would give a, a you know a chance to having his team recovered mentally by Sunday at whatever time, uh, it would be Doc. I mean, he has that in him, but I don't know if the team has it in them. You know, I haven't even got into the fact that Blake Griffin, who was dominant and made one of the highlight shots of the year with his back to the basket, is uh, you know he, scoreless. I mean, he just disappeared at the end of that game, like for basically the entire second half, which is crazy. And certainly the fourth quarter, but yeah, now, you know, and speaking of, uh, Boston connections, what do you think about Paul Pierce? What's your, what's, what are your thoughts on Paul Pierce? I mean, you know, the, the swagger, 
the game-winning yep. shots. It, uh, it, it's something. It, it's something about him that uh, just makes you appreciate him so much. It's, he's not one to stick out. He's not one that you know. You know, you you want you want a team to go all the way. You don't look at Paul Pierce and say, "I want him on my team." Paul Pierce is the guy that comes in in the clutch. He hits all the clutch shots. He's a warrior. He's been in the game for so long. And, um, you know, as you compare it to the championships with Houston, um, with that experience, you know, Paul Pierce has experience um, hitting big shots, and I think that's a huge part of basketball. And that's why he's so fun to watch because and it, another part of him is, you know, his shots aren't the best-looking shots either. They're like off back leg or, you know, turning around and shooting. It's just he makes everything look so easy, so smooth. And, um, you know, that's why I think only people in Boston now uh, people in Washington can really appreciate the player that Paul Pierce is, um, you know, for sure, because, you know, he, again, he's not one, you know, to stand out uh, as the face of the NBA. He's, he's really, uh, he's very underrated, I would say. Oh, I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, he, um, you know, the funny thing about Paul Pierce, of course, is, and you touched on it, he, he, basically unorthodox, he can't jump which reminds me of another player from Boston who was pretty good who couldn't jump, uh, named Larry Bird. So, you know, not that they can't jump. It's just, uh, it's a, you don't think of jumping when you think of either of those two guys. And, uh, you very know, true, very true. Absolutely. So it's just remarkable to watch uh, Paul Pierce. And I was as interested in what he had to say when he missed the wide-open three earlier in the week because he just didn't care. I mean, he, he, like a defensive back, he had he just no memory. And just, you know, you make some, you lose some, which is why he makes a lot of them because, you right. know, he, he gets it. Right. He doesn't let it get to him. He gets it. He understands that he's been in there many times before. He doesn't let it get to his head. And he just he just puts up the shot. It goes in or it doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. And he easily lives with the result, which is what makes him great. Uh, the mental makeup, shall we say. Uh, well, Jeremy, right. uh, lots more to get to, but... Hard to believe we're already at the end of our segment here. So why don't we take a break and we'll uh, get to a little more NBA on the other side. Great. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on twitter find us at voice america trn or twitter.com forward slash voice america trn You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 
347-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is Jeremy Weiner from the Boston College Media Relations Department and former public relations coordinator of the Boston Brawlers football team. And Jeremy, we covered uh, the Clippers' historic victory in series, as well as certainly Washington and Atlanta, who uh, play tonight. Uh, but we really didn't touch on last night's elimination game with Chicago and Cleveland, as you may have heard in the, my first segment. My low light of the week was the Chicago Bulls of all teams quitting at home in an elimination game. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah, it was, it was really bad. And they had a chance, too. Yes, they did. Um, you know, and again, all credit. Uh, to, you know, LeBron James and particularly uh, Della Vadova there, uh, he of the leg lock, <laughs> who on Tosh Gibson. Uh, but, you know, I mean, Kyrie Irving went out. Kevin Love, as we all know, well, was out. So he got hurt up here in Boston in the last game of the playoffs. So, you know, for the bench, for the Cavaliers to elevate and do what they did in Chicago last night was pretty remarkable. But, you know. Uh, as the saying goes in our in our profession, Jeremy, Jeremy, you know, did 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 Cleveland win or did Chicago lose it? And last night <laughs> it really felt like Chicago lost it, you, you know, because they just absolutely no question. You know, they've just been the toughest, grittiest team, overcoming injuries, remaining competitive. Let's not forget they're the team that ended Miami Heat. Record winning streak back, uh, not record, but one of the great winning streaks of all time a couple of years ago. I mean, you know, they're the team nobody wanted to play in the playoffs year in, year out, with or without Derrick Rose. And for them, of all teams, to just not show up in the fourth quarter, again, I'll keep repeating it, elimination game at home was one of, was one of the more stunning things I've seen all year in sports. Absolutely, it, it, it was incredible, and like you said, just you know how how they could do that in front of their home court was uh, astounding. I I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, the madhouse on Madison, uh, they were mad, all right, but it wasn't for any good reasons, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, yeah, you know, Jeremy, what do you make of this whole Tom Thibodeau situation? Uh, you know, again. All things go through Boston sometimes, it seems. And he, of course, was an assistant up here. I just became aware, rightly or wrongly, just within the past couple of weeks of, you know, how bad this thing was. And that it's obvious, especially the way it ended last night, that he's gone as coach. And I don't know if you were you aware of it and how did it get this bad so quickly? Uh, yeah, I, I was briefly aware of it. Uh, I. I, you know, Tom Thibodeau, he's a great coach. Don't get he me is. wrong. He is. Great coach. But, you know, some, but some coaches just don't mix well with the players. And I think that some of the relationships he had, say with Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, they weren't the best relationships. Uh, and I think that was his main uh, reason for leaving, or is going to be leaving. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the reasons I heard is that he's too intense. Uh, which definitely could, you know, work against you uh, as a team. Yeah, the reason I heard, I mean, and I've heard some of that, but that's that's good stuff. Uh, but I had also, you know, heard that, you know, Tibbs only knows one way, and that's full out. You said it, he's intense. So, you know, their practices were like playoff games is what I, you know, had heard. And, I'm, and basically I think that translated into um, – you know, a thought process, I'm guessing here, uh, where like maybe the injuries, especially to Derrick Rose, were being blamed on him and the, you know, all out right. full throttle all the time, you know. Right. I think that was management's perception of, of what his methods were, but he was a winner. And But, you know, the way it ended last night, it, it gave management, you know, the perfect the perfect reason to let him go, you, you know, and because of what happened in that fourth quarter where they quit, you know, man, it just made management's job a lot easier to get rid of him. No question about it. Yep. 
I, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, sometimes teams just, teams just need a change. It's the coach. That's all they need. I mean, the Chicago Bulls, are, they're a great team. Um, and you know what? And I think uh, Chicago's management thinks that uh, if, they, if they could change up the coach, then maybe they can go the distance. Exactly. Uh, you know, the flip side of this is that, you know, Derek Rose played played well at times, a little spotty, but not really. I mean, he certainly showed his, uh, a lot of his MVP form. But, you know, so that that's positive for the Bulls. But, you know, it feels like their championship window has closed. They've lost to the LeBron James teams four of the last five years. And, you know, what the, the strong sentiment going around today was, given, you know, Love out, Irving hurt, bench on the floor, at home. Uh, if they did, if they weren't going to win this series, when were they ever going to win? You know, a championship. Right. 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 No, you're completely right. So yeah. So I, I hate to say it because I, I like the Bulls. That's a thing. I, every, I think everybody likes the Bulls, or at minimum respects them. The Bulls team that we've known over the past four or five years that really started, you'll remember this, Jeremy, that really started with that epic playoff series with the Celtics back four or five years ago. Remember that? Oh, that was, was just, great. That was great. Yeah, and that's how the Bulls announced their arrival onto, yep. you know, the playoff scene. And they've been around it ever since until until probably today. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to recall who they had in that team. I think it was uh, they had Derrick Rose. Um, I think they had Ben Gordon, uh, Luol Deng, or did they? I don't know. I kind of forget. Oh, no, they did. Ben Gordon, if I remember correctly, was, you you know, hitting some huge shots. And, of course, we know him well from from UConn. Yep. Um, See him and Ray Allen play, the UConn UConn people. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So, yeah, it it was awesome. Uh, Well, you know. In a way, I'll be sad, but, you know, it, it almost seems like, again, has the championship window closed and they're probably going to have a new coach. So that'll be a big story. That'll be one worth watching. And now to the final series uh, that we haven't really talked about, this course, is, you know, Memphis, Golden State. Golden State was hurting, down 2-1. One in Memphis, one in Golden State. Now they're poised to assume where we all thought they'd be, they're the Western Conference Finals. And frankly, we all thought it would be them and the Clippers, which would be awesome because those two teams don't like each other. But now, and it's still a possibility, but I'm thinking <laughs> Warriors and Rockets at this point. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I mean, yeah, I, I, I definitely see Warriors taking this one. Uh, like you said, they had a slow start in the series, but, you know, they still have Steph Curry, MVP. Uh, they got a great shooting team, and uh, I think they can definitely make it to the next round. Right, and Clay Thompson looks like he's uh, coming back around. And most importantly, the key to the whole series now is Tony Allen, who was just playing monster defense, uh, especially on Clay Thompson. He's, he's like he's the best. He is the best. Uh, we saw him up in Boston, of course. We got very familiar with him, and and suddenly he's out the other night, and they're just a different team, to say the least. No, so, it's, yeah, it's right. It's crazy how much one player can just change a whole team. Uh, he, he really brought the defense and the, the competitiveness and like, the energy, I, I feel. And without him there, you know, they, they were kind of left helpless. Exactly. Exactly right. Um, well, again, they're, uh, uh, they're playing tonight as well. So, yeah, tonight we have... Uh, Atlanta at Washington, Golden State at Memphis, so it's going to be one of, another one of those double nights. But unfortunately, no hockey, but uh, we'll manage. we got two NBA games. Uh, two NBA games. Yep, so it should be fun. So we still have some more to get to, but why don't we take our last break, and we'll get to some things like BC football on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is Jeremy Weiner from the Boston College Media Relations Department. And Jeremy, uh, it's time we talk a little BC football. You're with the Boston College Media Relations Department. Spring football just ended. Uh, We've talked about it a lot on our show, of course, as we always do with football in general. Uh, What was your take on Boston College's uh, spring football this year? Uh you know, I, I don't think it could have went any better, John. It, it, it looked really good. There, there's a lot of a lot of young talent on this team. Uh, and, I, and I think the whole coaching staff and the players, they all just have a good feeling about this year. That's great to hear. Uh, I was at the Boston College-USC game that Saturday night last year. Oh, uh, were you? Be- I was there. BC pulled the upset. It was an epic game, as we all know, and really, you know, one of the marquee games in recent years. As as I like to say, and I said this going into the stadium that night, uh, as well as on the radio show the day before, you know, BC, great athletic program, and then what I love about them is once every, you know, they're always competitive. You know, they went to bowls 10, 12 years in a row, but what I love about BC is, you know, once every five years or so in basketball or football, more in football than basketball, they just rise up and absolutely shock the nation, and that's what they did that night against USC. It was a fabulous night. I won't soon forget I it. I agree. I agree. And it, it's going to get to a point where they're going to shock even more. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're headed in a great direction. And like I said, a lot of great talent, a lot of great incoming freshmen. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, what I like about, I mean, I really like Steve Adazio, the BC coach. He, he is the kind of guy, I mean, it's, we talked intensity earlier with Tom Thibodeau. Uh, certainly a lot of intemp- intensity with Steve Adazio, as, as I'm oh, sure yeah. you're seeing on a daily basis, right? Yep, yeah, he's, he's an intense guy, but uh, he gets the job done, that's for sure. He knows, he knows how his ship needs to be run, and uh, he'll get it done, no matter what. And that's it. I mean, you literally just took the words out of my mouth. What I really like most about Steve Adazio and have since basically the moment he arrived on the campus of BC is that there is no doubt he is going to get it done. Like, he is one of those rare individuals where, you know, there is no question that, you know, it's a, it's a matter of only when, not if, as, right. to, as to BC becoming, you know, increasingly competitive they're always competitive but you know more and more of a power year each year by year by year and most importantly to all bc folks you know absolutely, absolutely. he he uh, wants to be there 
it seems like his destination job, which is huge at BC. Absolutely. Yep. And, uh, you know, they, they keep getting bigger every year, too. It's like, you know, they're, they're almost there. And who knows, this year could be the year. It's really going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, I am excited. Uh, you know, speaking of exciting, I mean, last year, the key, obviously, to them upsetting USC was, you know, quarterback Tyler Murphy running up and down the field. It was an amazing, amazing athletic display. But he's gone, actually went, as you just told me, during the break, undrafted free agent to the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is wonderful. But uh, how's the how's the quarterback competition looking? <laughs> the quarterback competition is it's on, and that's all I can say, really. Um, you know, we have uh, Troy Fluey, uh, Darius Wade, uh, and we have a couple more, but... Uh, you know, they're going to be battling for that position all offseason. And, you know, I know whoever's going to be under center in game one uh, is going to be the right guy for the job, that's for sure. Well, of course, you mentioned Troy Flutie, and, uh, you know, that name is royalty here in New England, <laughs> and certainly at VC, as we well know. He is, of course, Doug Flutie's nephew. And, uh, you know, I, I saw him play at Natick High School. Same high school where Doug played and his brothers. Uh, and he's, uh, so how's he look? What do you think of him? He looks great. He looks really good. I think, uh, you know, the thing to really keep an eye out for is that all the quarterbacks have different uh, different styles of play. Uh, Flutie, you know, he, he can he can definitely run, but he, he can throw as well. Um, Darius Wade, he's, he's the athletic quarterback, you know, um, you know, it looks, looks a lot like Tyler Murphy, but he can throw the ball as well. Um, so, I mean, there's a, there's so much talent in that position, and uh, I can only imagine how excited Coach Dazio is to, you know, sit back and watch these guys go at it for the starting job. You can never have too many quarterbacks, that's for sure. And, you know, what I remember watching Troy Flutie in high school, of course, was, you know, like his uncle, he has, you know, uh, a lot of athletic skill, but he has the intangibles, uh, you know, the leadership, you know, the, uh, you know, escapability, for lack of a better word. I remember, you know, he's, a, he's an excellent runner the way his father was, you know, a, again, just moving around in the pocket and, and beyond. So uh, everybody at BC is, and New England is excited to have another Flutie, uh, to say the least. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, how's the rest of the team looking? I mean, you know, their offensive line has, of course, become a, a football factory for the for yeah. NFL for NFL players. That, that looks like uh, another strength again, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough because you know they all they all get drafted. They're all they all they're all gone, so you have to rebuild. So um, I know we're still waiting on some guys to come back from uh, some injuries, and um, I'm sure that you know. Our offensive line will be back to its best ability, um, but I think uh, you know I think we've upgraded uh, defensively as well. We got a lot of uh, you know great guys coming back. Justin Simmons, safety, he's a senior and uh, he really sticks out to me. He's a great guy on and off the field, and he's a leader. Um, so I think he's definitely someone to keep an eye out for. All right, that's uh, that's good to hear. Again, you know. BC's only uh, less than, it's a half an hour from where I live, so uh, that's where I tend to get my college football fix live uh, when need be there and out of, down in UConn. Uh, how's the schedule looking this year? Uh, they're obviously they're in the ACC. Um, right. I remember two years ago, you know, I, I tend to know how to pick them. Uh, I was at the Florida State game. When Jameis Winston was a freshman, his spectacular year, national championship year, and uh, BC gave them their stiffest test that year. So Florida State's obviously coming back uh, to BC this year for a home game. Uh, anybody, how, how's the rest of the schedule looking? The rest of the schedule, um, out of I mean ACC wise, uh, it, it's looking pretty, you know, pretty steady. I think. Uh, I think uh, BC they got a good schedule this year. Um, as you said, they, they I think it's the third game of the season, so they'll be hosting Florida State uh, prime time. So that should be that that's going to be a really fun game uh, to watch and to attend. Um, but other than that, uh, I don't have the schedule in front of me now. But um, 
you know, it's doable. I think they can definitely get some big wins this year. Yeah, well, one, I don't need a schedule in front of me to know that in November, they're playing Notre Dame at Fenway Park. And what's interesting about that, of course, Saturday, November 21st, right? in an, in an interesting twist, Notre Dame is the home team. So Boston yeah, College will be literally driving 10 minutes down the street to Fenway Park to play Notre Dame at historic Fenway Park. They're going to turn it into a football field, which is just going to be priceless. But Notre Dame is the home team. It's going to be a fascinating Boston sports event, uh, as we're so fortunate to have. I plan to be there. I'm sure you do, too. Absolutely. You know it. Uh, it's, yeah. it's going to be, I, you know, this, this campus, it's, they're so excited for it. Um, they're, like, counting down the days until, you know, the showdown at Fenway, Notre Dame versus Boston College. You know, it's not even the campus. Everyone uh, in Massachusetts, the New England area, is excited. Yes, I already I have a relative who's a BC grad, tons of connections. He's already working on tickets. Uh, I have no doubt, you know, he will be successful as he always is. And uh, that's going to be a special event. Uh, you know, let's not forget, I'm stressing Notre Dame home game because, you know, they're going to control a lot of the tickets and, you know, they're going to do the things that home teams do, shall we say. But yet it's obviously here in Boston. It's going to be a fascinating game. I can see it already on the horizon. Oh, it, it really is. It really is. And I, I can't wait for it. There's just so much about this upcoming season that just can't wait. You wish you could hit the fast forward button a little bit. Exactly. Uh, well, football can't get here soon enough for any of us. And Jeremy, speaking of things getting here quickly, Jeremy, uh, it's already the end of the show. Hard to believe. Uh, it's amazing how quickly the hour passes. But I just want to thank you for coming on. And sharing all your terrific perspective as always. Oh no, it's on, it's my pleasure, and I hope uh, hope I can be back on again soon. Absolutely, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.